The New Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of The New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. Hey, it's Andy Back here and welcome to a very special episode of the New Grad Physio podcast because it is episode number 100. So I launched a podcast pretty much bang on um, two years ago to this day and it was one of my big goals for 2019 when I sort of launched the the podcast. The other one that year was to to actually write and publish uh, a book, which I did, The New Graph Physio, and, and the, one of the big ones was um, the podcast and I, I made a commitment really to produce a, a weekly podcast and a weekly blog and have done every single week since that point so it's a lot of work um just you know it goes to show um how many podcasts um came out of the uh out of the blue uh, during the sort of first uh, lockdown every man and his dog seemed to be sort of lo- launching some sort of um podcast um series or you know a few episodes but you know it, it, a lot of them they've probably done a few episodes and then they've sort of fallen by by the wayside so just to give you a bit of an appreciation you know even my podcast I, I purposely make them quite short just so I can deliver some you know hopefully some useful information for you guys usually between 10 and, and 30 minutes some sometimes the some of the guest ones I've, I've had on are, are a little bit longer just because I've got some great guys coming on to, to speak to you and to help you guys out give you help and support and advice so I just try and pick their brains and try and keep them on the on the calls for as, as long as possible so they're usually like you know a little bit longer 45 minutes to to an hour but just say doing a, a you know 20 minute sort of podcast there's probably you know 40 to, to 60 minutes in just the prep just writing down briefing out what you're actually going to talk about then that you actually record the podcast itself then the podcast needs editing I don't personally do the editing IT is not my thing but get sent off to to my IT man who does all the all the fancy editing and makes it sound um sound a lot clearer and hopefully you can make out my uh, my thick Yorkshire 
Yorkshire accent. I do try and talk uh, a little bit slower on the on the podcast to what I would do ordinarily. And then after it's been edited, it needs to be uploaded to the podcast platforms, scheduled for when it goes out. And then there's maybe emails, social media posts, just to make sure that people are aware a new episode's gone out. So, you know, all in all, a 20-minute podcast could be three, three and a half hours of work. And then you've got a blog on top of that as well. So it is a lot of work, um, but I am really um, proud you know I had just put it into perspective I had three conversations last week with three therapists who were looking to find a bit more information about my new graph physio membership and in the conversations you know without prompting I, I just asked them how did you how did you get to know about about me and what I do and, and all three of them said the podcast they'd come across it um, it being um, recommended by friends, um, colleagues that they work with. One of them was a student. One of the students that she was studying with, and it's just great. I think it's it's a it's a great way to take in information. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I rarely listen to the radio or anything in my car. It's usually a podcast um, episode of some description, and so so I just wanted to start this special hundredth episode just with a big thank you to, to you guys for listening into the podcast for for sharing it for recommending it to your you know friends and colleagues because i really do appreciate it so that said we've got an extra special 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 uh, um topic really that I, that i want to to talk about and it's all about building connections to get your foot in the door and this is um a question and I guess a problem that I'm getting asked and always do at this type sort of time point in the year because for a lot of therapists you know you guys who have just graduated you've just finished your exams we're in the summer for those of you studying on a, on a BSc degree even the guys that you know study on the MSc program you, you sort of qualified a, a little bit earlier in the year but it's your first year you just you just out of uni and you're struggling and by struggling, I mean you're struggling to get your foot in the door. So maybe you just don't want to accept any, just any new grad role. You want, you've got an idea about where you want to take your career. You've got an idea about the type of, of job and opportunity that you sort of want to take, but you can't seem to get anyone to give you give you a break and give you a chance. Whether that's in private practice, whether that is in sport, it might even be the NHS. You're just struggling to to get, you know, into the the hospital, the trust that you would actually want to work with. And probably the thing I hear more so than anything else as a reason for why that's happening, it's who you know, not what you know. And you might believe that, I'm not too sure, but I'm certainly not too sure that is true. So I'm not saying that building connections is not important. Building connections with people can clearly be very, very helpful to help you get your foot in the door, whether that is in sport, whether that is in private practice, or even to help you secure that dream NHS job rotation. For a lot of you, it'll be that MSK one. But in no way, shape or form is what you know, or sorry, who you know, is the the only reason you can't get your foot in the door. So Every single week, without fail, and like I said, particularly at this time in the in the year, in the sort of summer, I get the same stories when therapists, students will tell me things like, they only got that job because they know the physio there, or so-and-so put a good word in for them, or something like, they were just in the right place at the right time. This might sound familiar 
to you. It certainly was familiar to me when I first started out and I actually used to to, to believe this myself. I, I was able to go straight into working professional sport, the club that I had always dreamed of working in. And people used to tell me the same thing, particularly, you, know, you did a placement there, they, they know you, you know, you were just the right place, right time. And I and I used to sort of think, you know, is, is that is this actually true? Is that is that why I got given a job? But uh, I, know, I know it wasn't because I actually ended up asking the, uh, the, the guys who actually gave me a job and, and they just saw um, something in me a bit more than the other students who had been around at that time. And they'd asked me to stay on in a sort of voluntary capacity, which I did during my final year at university. So come the end of my third year, you know, I was offered a job before I even actually qualified. And, and that was partly to, to me taking up on, on the opportunity for me, applying myself really well during that time, both as a student and when I was doing these sort of voluntary hours here and there and everywhere. I was doing it solely just to get more experience and to actually um, learn. I was learning so much from the guys working there. I didn't foresee it, you know, turning into a job, at least not straight away. Um, but it's not true. You know, it wasn't just because I was in the right place at the right time. And it, it isn't for so many other people. You have to be able to do, do a, a good job. So taking a step back, though, even if you think, Andy, you're talking a lot of rubbish and it is you know, who you know, not what you know, that's actually giving you the answers that you need. So if we go back to the problems or the, the challenges that you might face, so they only got that job because they know the physio. So if you believe that to be true and that type of, you know, problem to be true, you need to learn yourself how to make yourself known, stand out and not just be another name on a CV or a job application or so-and-so put a good word in for them. This is telling you that you need to be able to show your value uh, and the actual results that you could achieve with the patients or athletes that you might work with so another therapist would actually put a good word in for you. They were just in the right place at the right time. So if, again, if you believe this to be true, this type of thing, then you need to learn how to open doors so that you are that person, that therapist that is actually in the right place at the right time when a job opportunity comes up. So again, if you believe those things, I've sort of given you the answers to, to what you sort of need to do. However, if you just generally believe those are the problems and it's you know it's who you know and not what you know, then you're missing one massive big trick, probably the most important part of actually being a physio in the fact that you actually need to help the patients or the athletes you're working with. So you need to be competent in what you're going to be asked to do in that particular job you need to have the confidence in your patient assessments you need to be able to know how to pick the right treatment techniques for the patients you're working with and know how to plan and actually take a patient or an athlete through a full rehab program from start to finish because it doesn't matter you know who you know because if you can't do those things doesn't matter how many connections you've got or how many emails you send out, how many direct messages you send to physios on social media, LinkedIn, etc. You are not going to do very well in that role, even if you're given that chance, if you can't do those things. If you can't assess, if you can't treat, if you can't rehab patients and athletes well, then it doesn't matter who you know, then you're going to fall on your, you know, your face as soon as you, you know, get that opportunity and someone actually gives you a chance ultimately as well. Nobody's going to recommend you or, you know, say I've got, I've worked with a great, you know, student in the past who came on placement. If you're not a great student 
you know, and you weren't great on placement. Equally, if you've done a little bit of, you know, part-time work in a particular area, you know, no one's going to give you a glowing recommendation if you're not actually good at what you do because ultimately they're putting their neck on the line. You know, I get asked all the time um, about, you know, people, jobs come up, particularly in sport, and do you know anyone that might be suitable? And again, that list of people is quite small. I've met probably thousands of therapists in my, you know, in my career. Um, students, new grads, experienced therapists, but there's only a, probably a small portion of those that I would actually recommend for for work, you know, or you know, recommend to a friend, a colleague who's working in a sports club or a clinic. Um, I'd always give someone a recommendation and a, and a reference if they ask for one, but it's, it might not be the um, the, the glowing um, positive reference because I'm not going to lie and say somebody's better than what they are because that ultimately makes me look stupid, uh, and I'm, I don't want to get a phone call two months down the line saying, Andy, you said this therapist could was pretty good and they could do that, but they're, they're shocking. Because I, I know how much of a pain in the ass it is to actually hire and fire people, you know, from working my work in private practice, uh, running my own clinic, and also working in professional sport where I've been, you know, in those positions, um, you know, having to, you know, put adverts out for, for staff and then go through the whole interview process, sifting through CVs, letter applications. It's, you know, it's not, it's not a, you know, a probably enjoyable process um, because it takes so long. So you ultimately want to get the right people uh, with as little effort as possible. And you can't keep, you know, changing staff if you want to, to sort of build a, a really well-functioning sort of department. So again, no one's going to give you a glowing recommendation if you're not good at those basic things, assessment, treatment, and also rehab. Again, you're not just going to fall into your dream job. So You're not just going to get a letter through the door tomorrow morning when you wake up, or you're not going to probably get an email or a text message or a WhatsApp, you know, ask someone asking you to attend an interview next week for a job that you really, really want. You know that's not how it works. You have to actually go after it. So you need to be ready to take on that opportunity when it comes your way. So you need to be competent. Again, assessments, treatments, rehab. You need to be ready so when the opportunity comes, then you're ready to grasp it. But firstly, before that, you actually need to learn how to stand out from the crowd and actually make these opportunities happen. Because if no one will actually give you a chance, it doesn't actually matter if you are or could be the best candidate for the role, you will never get the chance to show what you can do. So again, there's two, I guess, two main pillars here. You need to have the clinical skills, the ability to assess, to treat and rehab, but you also need the career skills. You also need to know how to actually open doors in the first place and one doesn't work without the other. So hopefully I've made that crystal clear in this podcast episode and for so many therapists particularly new grads they are probably in a decent enough position in one of those things but not both so again you might be nailing you know putting together an awesome cv and letter application but you just don't have the clinical skills to back it up or you might actually be pretty good in terms of your your assessments and treatments and rehab for where you're at at the moment in your career surely there's some things you can improve upon but you might have no idea when it comes to putting together a CV, a letter application, you're reaching out, you're emailing, you're messaging you know, other physios to try and get placement, shadowing, even paid work, and you're just not getting a reply, and you don't understand why. So you need both clinical and career skills, and if you would like some help 
in learning where you were going wrong and you want to discover what you need to do to stand out from the crowd to get noticed, to build connections, to get your next dream job or dream placement, then head to www.newgraphphysio.com forward slash courses. So I've put together a special webinar. This webinar has already been viewed by over 500 therapists that are already putting the content they've seen on the webinar into action. And who knows, maybe getting that interview or even that job at those clubs or clinics that you have unsuccessfully applied to. The webinar itself runs at various different times, so just hit the your URL, neurophysio.com forward slash courses, and in most cases, you'll almost be able to get instant access to the webinar. So start learning where you're going wrong and what you need to do differently to stand out from the crowd, to open doors and get your career moving in the right direction. So the webinar is called Stand Out From The Crowd to get your dream first job or placement, even if you have no connections or experience. You can check it out and get instant access at newgraphphysio.com forward slash courses. Thanks for listening to the New Grad Physio podcast. Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, the five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time, avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.